The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf, and co-host, Keith Campagna. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, and uh, welcome to Googleization Nation. Uh, we continue to hope everyone uh, is doing well, your teams, your families, everyone's safe, uh, staying healthy as we're starting to come out of this in, in quite a few states. Uh, we're Keith and I are local in, in Pennsylvania, uh, and uh, we're still in uh, technically sheltered in place, although they opened golf courses and a few things. Uh, but that's uh, that's going to change in, in, in just a few weeks. But I know uh, there's 40 some states and uh, that are that are opening up. Uh, in some form or fashion. And today uh, we've got Declan Murphy joining us all the way from Ireland. And he, uh, they're uh, right before the air we were talking and they're going to be opening up. So that'll be part of our conversation today. And uh, we're looking forward to that. If you're not a member of Googleization Nation, I hope you'll take the opportunity to join. We've got a, about a thousand people in there right now. It's free. And you'll get updates about uh, the shows, about the Geek Skeezers and Googleization, um, doing a lot of live streams, had a, quite a few guests over the last few days, and you'll get notices about that, planning a few webinars that are coming up, some other free resources, and who knows where we'll go with that. But I really appreciate that everybody's part of it and that we picked up a couple hundred people already uh, this month. Uh, if I don't know if anybody's noticed this, but uh, someone sort of stole normal from us. Uh, business as usual is more like business as unusual. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about, uh, especially as it relates to HR. Um, as we, we start to open, I, I think companies are starting to find that a lot of practices and processes, uh, and, and I just found, I mean, even this morning, I, I had a, things, little things, individuals are going to find out. Everything with social distancing uh, and taking precautions, which we're going to need to do for at least the next year, year and a half, whether we open or not. But everything that we do uh, is just taking longer. So for a lot of companies, uh, practices and processes that uh, were working really, really well in the, in the past aren't really not going to work so well in, in the new normal. Uh, and if your practices weren't rocking it, and, and there's a lot of companies where HR um, HR and technology were sort of on a collision course uh, just two months ago. Uh, and we talked, Keith and I have been talking about that for two years, but uh, things have, have just been, you know, rapidly changing. But overnight, uh, the, you know, basically HR and technology sort of had a head-on collision. And the only way out of this for companies is going to be that they start to digitize uh, a lot of processes and they started to apply technology HR technology 
in 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 a lot of the ways that they they we've been talking about in a lot of ways that they should. So really excited today um, because we've got Declan Murphy. I mentioned be, just a few minutes before, all the way from Ireland. I uh, CEO of Data Alive. It's a data science company. So I'm going to have him explain to you what that is. Uh, we're going to be talking about the digitization and the emergence of HR in this new normal. But before I do that, I want to thank Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions for sponsoring us. You'll hear from them a little bit later in the show. Uh, and today's show is live. So if you have any questions, you can call us. Uh, you can direct them to me or Keith or, or Declan at 561-623-9429. That's 561 561- 6239429. Uh, we also got a chat going up on w4cy.com. Uh, so for those, everybody that's listening to it up there, uh, you can send us a chat or you can also send it uh, to Keith or me on LinkedIn uh, or even Twitter. So we'll, we'll try to get to those. Uh, we try to answer all your questions on the air, but if not, uh, make sure you leave a, a way to contact you and we'll, we'll be sure to do that afterwards. I mentioned Googleization Nation uh, but before, so you can go to googleizationnation.com for, to join, uh, or you can text if you got your phones. You can text uh, to six four six. Can't say it six four six zero zero. Just type in G Nation, all one word, lower caps, G Nation, and uh, you'll actually get an invitation to uh, for my free book and to join Googleization Nation. Uh, Keith. Haven't heard from you all week. You've been busy. <laughs> I've been busy, a little bit knocked out due to some short-term health fund stuff. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Crap. Every week, had a woke up with a splitting headache. I don't know. I don't know what that means. And since none of us can get tested, we we have no idea because you know it's every time you get the you get you get cold, you get the shivers, you get a fever, you don't feel well. Everybody thinks, I wonder if I got the the virus. Right. And right, uh, right. you know if we. You know, we're still we're still struggling with that over here, uh, trying to to figure out if you get tested. I know, um, you know, Jerry was feeling the same way, yeah. and uh, it's like, you know, we, you don't have the exact sy- symptoms, you still can't get no, tested. No, it's it's is all nuts. a crapshoot. It really is anymore. Uh, and I got to tell you, the the conversations keep getting more and more interesting on my end, Ira. Oh, you know, last week and even this week, I'm talking to people, and I'm you know. They're telling me that their their companies are laying off several hundred people now. Uh, yeah, I see your I see your old uh, your old company did that as well. Your former employer, which one? Jobvite. <laughs> yeah, Jobvite. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. I, they're I down it. to twenty three. They only have twenty three people left. So they wow. they they yeah. I, I thought you knew that. I would have sent you the link. So yeah, no. they uh, yeah no. Uh, I saw that last week. A ma- big huge layoff. Z- uh, zero business development people are left. Just their tech. The only people they have is their tech support. Left. Now I, I think I, I have to maintain my professional uh, dignity no, by, by mentioning just, that. That was just that was just the headlines, right? <laughs> yeah yeah no. That's these are really hard times. You know they I, are. I can't they imagine. Are. Any one company feeling like things are going uh, kind of good or kind of bad, I, you know, from the companies I talk to, and I've spent a lot of time talking with companies that are kind of blowing up right now. You know, we talked about uh, with Keith Katani last week about mm-hmm. communication platforms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that they are all over the place right now. So I've been spending time talking to them, learning a lot. But it is wild to see that that uh, that gap, so to speak. Between the doing things and not doing things is getting to yeah. be pretty far. 
Well, and I, I've said this before on the show and, and, and on every interview, I think I do. Um, you know, I'm in basically my core business. I, I talk a lot about recruitment, marketing and things, but my core business was really pre-employment and leadership testing. And I've been busier um, yeah. I, basically the last eight weeks. I've been busier the, now this year than I was last year. And I was busy last year. Uh, so there's a lot of companies, uh, the good news that we'll put out there is there's a lot of companies that are hiring. There's a lot of companies that are growing. Um, there's a lot of companies that are thinking forward. They're, they're getting ready. Um, but people are going to have to, you know, I, I, if you work for those companies now, you're in great shape. If you're not working for those companies now, there's opportunity out there. Uh, but, you know, the jobs are going to be different. The position is going to be different. Life is going to be different. Um, and uh, so I've been talking about that yesterday. I had... Uh, uh, Elena Valentine on the live stream. For those who didn't see it, we talked about humans at work, uh, and uh, you, you can just follow me. But look at the humans at work project, and you know stories, sort of the heroes of the world, not just from from the pandemic, but uh, even prior to that. Um, and then uh, earlier in the week, I was talking about uh, uh, with Dorothy Dalton how leadership was going to have to change. And, and she's having conversations with a lot of senior level people. Yesterday, I participated in a webinar that the CEO of Clorox and the, C, and the CFO of Zoom were on. You talk about a fun call of wow. hearing what they're not. I don't want to say a fun call, but uh, an enlightening call of things that they're doing. You know how uh, Clorox's demand went up 500 <sighs> percent in in six weeks. And at most, they can do is they were running at 90% capacity before. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they, they've learned, to, they've changed things. Uh, and they said their they're increased capacity, they increased production by 40%. But that's a far cry from 500% when you have that demand. And they yeah. don't see the demand going away with disinfectants. Uh, Zoom, l listen to this number. And, and this will be a good segue to, to bring on Declan. Um, Zoom had 10 million subscribers in December, and in April they reached 300 million. Yeah, they went from 10 million to 300 million, and then you know they were designed as a business app, and now consumers you're having weddings and bar mitzvahs and and um, engagements and. <laughs> Um, you know, you, you name it. Um, in fact, we watched a TV show the other night, All Rise. Uh, it's a courtroom show. You know, it's a law show. They did it with Zoom because they couldn't do production anymore. So everybody was working from home. They were holding court. I mean, so it, it's 12. Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely crazy. So, uh, you know, our lives have changed. They're going to be a lot different. And uh, even as, as even as I speak, I'm actually speaking right now. Um, and this is live. But I'm speaking in Indiana, in Indianapolis, at um, because I had to pre-record my conference because my live presentation is now virtual. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, so I'm I'm literally in two places at one time. But that's a great segue to bring in our uh, our guest today, Declan Murphy. Uh, I mentioned from so a CEO of Data Live, uh, and I love uh, the one quote he sent me is that what they're doing is they're taking the robot. Out of, or, or they're putting the robot, they're taking the robot out of the human. I always talk about keeping the H and HR. What they're doing is helping take the robot out of the human. Um, yeah. And so, very cool. So, Declan, welcome to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Thank you very, very much, Ara and Keith. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show today. <clears throat> and, and I hope you're doing well. Um, we were talking right before the show of, of how things were in uh, in your backyard. And it uh, sounds like you're starting to reopen a bit as well. 
Absolutely, yeah. Well, so we're we're on the kind of flattening the curve. So, like, it's it's interesting because my wife is from Spain and her family have a, a background in retail, and she was over in Spain, and you know, this thing hit really bad, especially because you know the continental Europeans are very tactile as a race. You know, they they hug mm-hmm. and kiss each other rather than we would kind of wink or kind of shake hands, and. The whole thing just went into lockdown. In Ireland, the government were very, very quick to to close the schools. So we've had a period of lockdown completely different, I would suspect, to or was a continental Europeans, whereby at least we have gardens. We don't all live in apartment blocks. So I really feel for the people who were stuck in, you know, kind of 80 meter squared apartments and um, just looking out the window for the last six weeks in Spain. Now, they have commenced to reopen as well. And equally, you mentioned there about in the US and job losses. We've been watching with significant interest in terms of what's happening in the US. Like in Ireland and in UK and parts of Europe as well, governments have come in with a 70 to 80 percent furlough, whereby if you keep your staff rather than, we'll say, making them redundant for three months, the government will actually pay their, their salary, etc. So um, it's it's a, probably a softer landing in that respect. However, if you are in the retail of, we'll say, um, you know, public houses, bars, restaurants, things like that, you're going to have a, you know, a tough struggle uh, as that comes into play in the next few weeks. But just in re- relation to, you know, the whole digitization uh, piece, we have as a business and me personally uh, on a solo run initially, um, we launched our product uh, in the last quarter of 2019. And one of our products is on a SaaS platform it's called allsorter.com and you know we tried to bring hr kicking and streaming to the digitization table because we know that everybody in the um, in the whole kind of hr have been very very slow to come in you know we still use a lot of paper a lot of files um, and that type of thing now we have been adopting uh, digital processes, etc. But if you look at, you know, marketing, sales, finance, they have adopted digitization significantly, significantly faster and to more effect than um, we have seen in um, in in HR. So to give you a quick example, what our product does is, you know, taking that robot out of the human, you would be surprised that. What we're doing is you look at a resume, we strip the resume out of the PDF or the Word document, we liquidize all the data, and then we can pour it back into any mold, structure, line height, fonts, branding, all of those things. And every day, millions of resumes are either taken out of their original format and put into a structure, for instance, you know, Apple, Cognizant, all the big corporates, they like to have um, an unbiased, you know, so you take out the gender, you take out the location bias, and you take out the format bias, whereby you've got people who would have an element of bias by the look of someone's resume. That has been done manually. So very simple example, 
we are getting customers that are looking at our product saying, hold on, I don't think this is possible. Well, it actually is possible. And the biggest issue is trying to, to show them that, you know, they can save 20 minutes per transaction and we are generating one full day's worth of work every week back for our staffing agencies to actually get back in face to face time. So taking that robotic piece away from their transaction time. And you would be surprised as well that staffing agencies and TAs in large corporates ship you know, millions of resumes every year to BPOs. They might be in Austin, Texas. They might be in New York. They might be out in Hyderabad or in the Philippines. And then waits five, six hours to get that information decoupled from its original format and put back together again. So what we're doing is we're giving people time back. And the essence of time in today's world is a really, really important one. And getting people know because they have time to reflect on looking at new tools, people are definitely looking instead of saying, OK, but let's keep on going with the status quo. They are looking at abstract thoughts, you know, new visions for how to be more productive and perform better in, we call it the new world of work. And that's where we see this changing shift in dynamic helping us to you know, push the digitization agenda down to people um, and just see how they perform and how they like it. And uh, it's really, really working out uh, for us, thankfully. Uh, it's interesting as well that when we decided to, to go about this, I mean, you could say it was the worst possible time. It depends if the glass is half empty or half full because you know, we were in the middle of a funding round uh, our funders sat on the fence. We were in the middle of all sorts of naysayers saying, uh-oh, just put the brakes on, you know, for two, three months. And what we did was we, we looked at APAC, Australia, New Zealand, as being the first countries to, to come out of the, the curve, it will say. Um, and then looking at, you know, coming closer to, for instance, Sweden, never locked down the country, and listening to what people are saying there, and there certainly is, because of all this, a change in mindset and more of an adaptability to change. You know, simple example, we were virtual from day one. So we have a staff of 23. Some are based in Europe. Some are based in Pakistan. Some are based in, uh, in Australia. And a lot of people couldn't even work a hangout or found it difficult to go on a Zoom. And we're looking for tools and kind of not able to properly get their heads around it and now it's you know a cakewalk it's a walk in the park for people you know elderly people are using it you know mm -hmm. I, I speak to my parents on you know on um, hangouts etc whereas before it's a case of what are you talking about I, I i don't know how to do this virtual stuff right you know right. so all of that is is definitely changing the game i think for people to just unlock that kind of mindset and say, let's look at different ways of, of doing our job more efficiently. All right. So my question to you, Declan, is do you see, from your perspective, do you see this movement being something that HR is ready for? Or 
are you seeing that HR is now overburdened with the digital transformation uh, as it relates to engagement, maybe learning and development? Like, what are you seeing in terms of HR's capacity to actually enhance their their technology? Yeah, like HR, they're definitely look. There's going to be a whole new. Um, we'll say business model once we come out of this lockdown thing. And people are going to look and say, you know, the new normal is going to be, you know, before, you know, TA, you know, we're looking at 3% churn. And now we're going to look at, you know, 25, 30%, uh, you know, being inundated with resumes. So HR and TA, they're going to have to look and see, and we see it already, you know, we're speaking with people like, you know, the Allegiuses, you know, the big staffing agencies, the Hydrogen Struggles, people like that. They're all far more adaptable to, you know, opening the purse strings, going into the budget and saying, look, we got to do something here because there is going to be a flood of applications and we've got to do something about our digital transformation because heretofore, you know, it's been circumspect. We look and see, you know, ATS uh, companies, what what they're trying to bring out. They're typically, you know, they're pretty much kind of looking more at the marketing and the ability to attract candidates. However, there's going to be a sea change now because there's going to be too many candidates for the foreseeable 18 to 24 months going for roles and I think the thought leaders see this and say, we're going to have to do something dramatic in how we actually process people's applications. And certainly in a humane way as well, you know, we're all familiar with sending an application in, it going into a black hole somewhere in the back of an ATS and never being found again. No, it's going to have to be more of a human touch where it's not just an investment in technology, it's a recognition that people matter and people are experiencing difficult times and the transformation is not not just machinery and technology it's also be has to be the human touch and the awareness of people's what's their feelings around you know being unemployed you know desperately looking for a role you know getting you know and we find that you know people are far more open to conversations now than they would have been three months ago because they recognize that fact. Uh, so, I, you know, that's, I think there's a digital transformation, but there's a human transformation as well there, Keith. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Declan. Uh, you know, one of my two presentations that I, that I was doing, one was on recruitment marketing uh, out at this conference, but the other one that uh, I that's being presented is keeping the human in HR. And, uh, you know, I presented it last year at the annual conference and a lot of the people expected me to uh, to be the guy pushing back on the use of technology, you know, that, yeah, 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 we need more human contact. And, and yet when I brought it out, just as you said, uh, people relied on the technology and they actually distanced themselves. They became less human or that's why I loved your quote, you know, taking the robot out of the human uh, that mm -hmm. they they didn't even respond. Um, I, I posted something and you, I, I can't remember if you participated in, in the conversation the other day on LinkedIn or not. Um, but I posted something and it wasn't for applying. Well, I guess it was it wasn't applying for a job. It just happened to be for it was applying for a uh, um, a present to do with presentation at a at a conference. 
at run by HR people. And the response I got back was, you know, we apologize due to the pandemic, you know, we're, we're a bit behind. Um, but uh, we've had so many applications that we're going to delay the decision. Uh, and uh, that if you don't hear from us by J- June 15th, you weren't selected. And okay. it, it's, it, it's, you know, it, it basically was the same line. It was, a, it was a quote. It was copy and pasted. The only thing different was I was presented to speak, not to get a job. Uh, and, but it, it was like, you got to walk the talk. I mean, yeah, I know you're overwhelmed, but you can automate it. You could have taken that same message. And, you know, as I describe it in, in, you know, in, in my course and when I talk, I said, stop sending the cold and corporate message out. All you have to do is it's warm and welcome, warm and welcoming. And it's basically is, Hey, thanks. I really appreciate the time it, you know, it took, uh, we apologize. It's going to be delayed a few weeks. Uh, but we will get back with you one way or the other. Now, even that message in, in six weeks could have been a rejection. But the fact is, is that if you don't hear from us, we don't even have time to send you a rejection letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, give me a break. Um, you know, and, and again, it was just ironic because it was very ironic because my, my I, I had submitted a couple topics. The one was on better recruitment marketing and taking care of the people. The other was on keeping the H&HR. So it was, it's sort of <laughs> ironic that you got I got rejected over that. Hey, we are um, this always goes so fast and I got a million questions here for you. So when we come back, we're going to uh, dig a little bit deeper into, um, you know, how your technology differences than some of the uh, technologies that have been out there before. Uh, but it's so so good mm-hmm. to hear that you're doing pretty well. And I think my first question was, I wondered if you were you were hurt by the uh, the pen, you know, by the crisis. And but I, I think your timing is dead on. I mean, I, I think you. You, you're, you, the fact that you launched just a few months before that, I think, was probably will turn out to be perfect, and I, and I certainly hope so. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we're going to take a short break here. Uh, you've been listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. We got our guest Declan Murphy from uh, from uh, Data Alive, and uh, he's got a new product called App Sorter. We've been talking about. And the timing couldn't be better. So we're going to take a short break. We're going to hear from our sponsors, Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions. So stay right where you are. We'll be back in two minutes. Hi, everyone. This is Ira Wolf, author of Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. I'm excited to announce that my online course, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter, is open for business. This course is the culmination of a two-year-long project and releases recruiting tips I've learned after hundreds of hours of research, speaking with thousands of conference attendees, and interviews with dozens of experts. It's all available to you in Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. To receive more information or get started, visit our website at www.successperformancesolutions.com and click on the tab, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. Imagine how your company would grow if your candidate experience earned a 99% approval rating. Well, to get to 99%, you need the three best letters in recruitment technology, XOR. Zor's text bots, chat bots, and audio bots increased IKEA's candidate conversion rate 455%. Zor decreases candidate drop-off rates improves your candidate experience, and collects analytics for future strategies. To learn more, check out Zor.ai. That's XOR.ai.
Hey, well, welcome back, everyone, to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, and I'm here with my co-host, Keith Campagna. And we've got Declan Murphy from Data Alive, and we've been talking about the digitalization of HR, uh, what the world's going to look like in the post-pandemic uh, future or the new normal. Uh, I, we, we, I keep trying to come up with something new. Uh, somebody mentioned the other day about the next normal, and I said, eh, I don't like that, but maybe it's the new next normal. Uh, so we we're, we're keep moving on. Um, in fact, I was I was watching a, a video the uh, just the other day from um, a futurist, and he talks about uh, it's not the day it's not tomorrow that we're worried about. It's the day after tomorrow <laughs> that and his focus is so maybe we maybe it's not the new normal. It's the day after tomorrow. Uh, so whatever it is, whatever we come up with, um, send send us your votes. You know, let let us know All what right. suggestion you have. You know, for that. So so Declan, uh, before we we um, we we took our break. Um, you, you're talking about the technology, and and I, I shared that I, I think it's your, your timing's great. It, it's certainly something that needs to be. But from and this is just for my personal uh, understanding of, of of how apps sort of differs. There's been parsers. I mean, there's been resume parsers and and resume extractors before. Um, I can tell you they're not very accurate. I mean, there's there, there's some that have gotten better, but they haven't been very good. And I just had an experience like that because I submitted a resume um, to uh, for an adjunct professor uh, role, two of them, and uh, they worked. I won't give the name of, of the system that was used, uh, but I got to tell you, uh, my resume was pretty simple. I mean, I, it's long, but it's simple. Uh, I know how to format it, and when I looked at how it how it got extracted and the information that was put inside the platform it i mean i had to literally retype it all over again it was it was it was just bad and re-enter it so how what have you done i mean how how have you improved upon the process of taking a resume because not everybody's resume is going to be exactly the same format i mean that's what you were talking about is removing that bias so you're, you're taking, um, you know, millions of, of pieces of information that are all um, basically slightly different and then trying to standardize that and, and also be accurate at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, and I think we've all had the experience and hence this is one of the genesis uh, for the actual concept to build all sorter was Basically, we've had that experience of having our resume mangled by an ATS when we applied for a job. So that you put your resume in, and the next thing is it doesn't look anything like what you originally had. And then all the boxes are are populated with the wrong information. Mm -hmm. And you have to go in and try and change it all. And when I was actually myself, I I come from a, a finance background. I'm a CA. I used to be... Uh, a CFO of some uh, large companies and when I was applying for a job I realized that first of all all of this parsing that's out in in the marketplace doesn't really work. Number one, think of all the time the job seekers all over the world are spending at this ridiculous task where it should be you know 30 second job and it can end up to be half an hour by the time you kind of complete your candidate application. Um, so that is something that I said we would go and have a look at and see if we could fix. And we invested over a million dollars in R&D. We hired the best data scientists in the world. 
Uh, we got them from, um, you know, places like um, the Insight Center, the Data Analytics Center in Barcelona, and places like that. And what we said we would do is we would try and crack this. How did we do it? And I don't want to get too technical, if you like, but we designed our own parser. We then looked at the top 10 parsing companies in the world. We looked at their outputs and said some of them are strong on some items and poor on others. And we said that if we took an aggregation of those, almost like an aggregator that you would see, you know, you know, taking lots of information from various sites. If we took that multi-layer approach, we then build in artificial intelligence, which says, here's a document, here's the extraction. This is not correct. Let's look at the extraction on parser number two, parser number three. And we kept on building that into the algorithm. So the algorithm knew what was good after millions of transactions, what was good for some and good for others, and could come up with the best and optimum level of parsing. So first of all, you've got the multi-layer. And second of all, all of the tests that we did over the, the million plus population of resumes that we've looked at, all of that capture of data. So for instance, when you and I look at a resume, we see, okay, there are words on a page. Yeah, it makes sense to me. The machine doesn't see it that way. Mm -hmm. The machine just sees a collection of, you know, kind of just words. So what we do first, uh, once we've taken that parsing, we convert it into marked up language. And the marked up language is ATS friendly. Okay, so now you've got a situation whereby you have taken all of the word formatting and the PDF, we'll call it, you know, history associated with the document. You've thrown that in the bin. You've just got the collection of words and then you've got the associations between that's education, that's employment, that's a skill, that's a soft skill. That is a particular, you know, piece of, um, you know, leadership or whatever. All of that is taken now intelligently, and then we wrap, and again, I don't want to get too details into this, but natural language processing into that whole machine learning piece so that the machine understands that when it's extracting the data out of the document, it looks for the optimum extraction percentage, pulls that. What happens then is that machine learning kicks in and says, I've seen this before. So this goes here, this is spurious, don't bring this across. And then what happens is at that point of the journey, the user then gets a look and says, okay, you've uploaded a resume. I've seen what's extracted in the correct fields. I know what document template that I want to transmit this data to. Do I want to make any edit? Yes or no. And at that point, the human gets involved for a quick scan and then the machine says, by the way, if you want to transfer this data, we have excluded some of the data that was in the original document because it's spurious. Because I'll give you an example. We have a customer in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, they're extremely large in one particular industry vertical. And they were trialing it first. And they said, oh, by the way, um, it leaves some data out. It leaves data out that's spurious, that's not required, for instance, 
you know, in one example was, I don't want to be another cog in the wheel thrown around the kitchen. Things that people leave in that don't really do them justice. So it's up to you, the human, to say, do I want it or not? And then at that point, you press the button and everything goes seamlessly across. And you now have a document that's perfectly laid out and also it is ATS friendly. So when a machine, i.e. an ATS, has its own parsers, those parsers can talk to the marked up language that's now in the document that you have in your possession. So hopefully I didn't get too detailed with that answer. Um, it's like I'm on a soapbox, but that is basically you know what we do. And just slide aside, if we have just a sec, um, we had a customer in Hong Kong that was saying, oh, we tried your system, it doesn't work. Oh, really? Yeah, because the person had 10 skills and now they have 80 once they put it through your system. We said, oh, okay, let's have a look. And what happened was the person showed us a Word document that was uploaded onto the all sorter platform. What happened then was the person in Hong Kong, the job applicant, had in the tiniest font I've ever seen, it was like a pinhead, it was so small, basically rammed 80 skills, 70 more actually, into the very end in white text. So, you know, it's one of the oldest tricks in the book. You, you put white text in, sure look, you know, it'll go in and the bot <laughs> will, will see that this person is going to go right up the ranking. And then you have to weed them out later. So we said, look, what this does, it actually just gets rid of all of that, shows you the pitfalls, and basically helps you reduce the friction out of the, the entire process. Yeah, for, for anybody who understands uh, search engine optimization, that's like a really old trick. That, that's like going back to the late 90s of, of, <laughs> of, of putting all your keywords in, uh, in, in white letters, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so like, as, as I was saying, so you've got, you know, multi-layered parsing, the algorithms for selection, because different industries have different skills and they're good and bad, you know, in terms of parsing. The NLP, the machine learning, uh, and that conversion, that's where uh, we, we've gone for a global patent. And I think we're going to, well, we've already got it lodged uh, on the contextual analysis. So what, what is that? So what we're doing is looking at text strings and seeing that if the text string was on the original document, and it's replicated in the extraction, that's fine. But if there's an element within the syntax that's wrong, so you want to correct something for the individual that the syntax was incorrect, and that could be thrown out by a, we'll say, a talent acquisition manager, where we're helping to make sure that the person has the best foot forward um, by showing them if there's any text syntax you know, the usual stuff in terms of, you know, wordsmithing, that that's done before it goes to, um, you know, the transmission of the data. So, Declan, what, what kind of accuracy can you claim uh, for, uh, you know, I know that's an aggregate number, and it's, but what, what type of accuracy are, are you getting in, the, in this, trans, uh, in this trans, not the transition, but the, the extraction of the data? Yeah, so um, it's organic, Iris. So what's happening is we're getting ninety-three percent and wow. counting. So you know it's it's the best in the world, and you know we can say that a lot of people make those claims, but uh, it is the best at extracting that data. So um, and because of the machine learning, as I was mentioning to you, 
it's only getting better. So it will never be 100%. It's never going to be 100% because of all every the uniqueness of the resume. But, you know, we're aiming for, you know, 97, 98%. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. So, and, and I say, you know, I, I get the same thing because people say, well, you know, how accurate is your testing? And they go, well, seven, you know, 70% doesn't, 70 to 80% doesn't seem like it's that good. Um, you know, we, we need something that's better than that. And I go, what's your, what's your percent of accuracy on an interview? <laughs> Which is yeah, like fifty-two percent. If if you're a good interview, it's about fifty-two percent because you also have the variable of the of the candidate who's probably practiced more for the interview than than the hiring manager. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So ninety-three percent is impressive. Um, it, it's really impressive, especially since some of the other ones that I've that I've seen. Hey, I, I know we, we've got about five minutes here or, or less, um, mm-hmm. and I know, but I know you're working on another exciting project too. Um, for uh, learning development with skip skills gap diagnostics. Yes. I think it's going to be huge mm-hmm. moving forward. Huge. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've said that TA, you know, uh, that recruitment's going to be because of this flood, you know, th- like even in the U S 30 million unemployed just six weeks ago, we had f- 5 million unemployed. Um, and you got all these people looking for jobs. Um, it's going to be like, uh, 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 digging out of a blizzard with a, uh, with the shovel, with a teaspoon. So, mm-hmm. I said it's going to be really bad, but uh, I think skill gaps are going to even widen because of this. There's going to be a lot of people that are that are just not prepared. So, real briefly, kind of tell us a little bit mm-hmm. what you're doing with the the uh, new skill gap diagnostic. Sure, it's a, it's called Talentmatics, and basically what it's doing is it's pulling all the information from resumes all over the world, and then it's pulling all of the in-demand um, skills required within the job specs that are going out there on a daily basis onto all the global job boards. So because of the power of the extraction that we we just mentioned, we are now able to say, hey, you know, these are all the the resumes we have for the oil and gas gas sector. These are all the oil and gas um, skills that are being required, you know, because they're they're new, we'll say jobs that are going out there on, you know, um, know, Indeed, et cetera. With that scraping, we're able to do a lot of analytics and diagnostics, which will show, well, okay, these people, you know, they're lacking in these skills. So, for instance, the job for us to do is to go into a corporate and say, look, everything that you currently do for your, you know, progression planning and your future proofing of your business is typically done with success factors or workday. And... You know, and lots of these large corporations that still use Excel to do, you know, mm-hmm. extracting data and put it, okay, we're going to have this person, you know, you know, going for this role in two years' time, et cetera, et cetera. We're saying if you employ our system, we will mine all the, the skills of the, you know, your talent directory, your knowledge base in your company. We will then pull all of the in-demand skills required of people in your vertical in your geography or your competitor, we can do that as well, and show you where your skills gaps are by division and department so that your CHRO can sit on top and say, okay, here's a dashboard. Oh, IT skills. Actually, yeah, they're pretty much on a par with what's out there. Uh, But we're way behind in, we'll say, accounting or finance. Uh, And we want the whole EX, the employee engagement, to be strong. So we want to 
create something. And I was, you know, speaking only about three weeks ago to the CHRO of the Bank of Nova Scotia. And she was saying that that's great and we like that. But can you then say, here are the, the actual learning and development provision uh, companies that will actually be able to close those gaps as you show us? Because look, we're lazy. We don't want to be, you know, weeding this stuff out. And if you marry what's out there through massive online courses, LinkedIn Learning, you know, all of the, we'll say the learning and development providers, if you could marry that with what you're talking about, that is a game changer because that's a platform that's new, it's different, it short circuits a very kind of cumbersome process. And that would give us an, an electrification, if you like, of what's there. And it's again, quite tedious. And there's a bit of hit and miss and scattergun with learning and development. And some companies just have a big budget to just want to spend it. So you just go, oh, look, let's send everyone on a course. This is targeted and it's going to basically help the individual professional development plan with their manager using data analytics that's scraped and it's it's you know it's there it's current and it's something that's going to give people a lot of value so we're very excited about that Ira. yeah and it should be i i mean I, I again i think the timing is is perfect with that uh you know the skills gap is just going to be uh, atrocious uh it was bad before um you know and i quote i've made this quote before with the national skills coalition and oced released a, a study i think it came out in, in um it was research from last year, but it came out in maybe January or February, and they said that one third of all the manufacturing workers uh, and one and thirty eight percent of all the healthcare workers were digitally illiterate. Um, you know, and then they went into some other skills, but um, you know, e even in 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 um, in industries that are going to be booming uh, between manufacturing, technology, and healthcare. Um, there, there's just a huge gap with a lot of the people. So to be able to have that knowledge and be able to design the courses and, uh, you know, have it all connected um, is incredibly valuable. Uh, we just have a few minutes left here. Declan, um, how can people get a hold of you? I know you've talked about a couple different products, but what's the best way that they can reach you if they had uh, questions or wanted more information? I would be delighted to uh, to reach out to reach out to anybody that comes in through my LinkedIn. So it's Declan Murphy on LinkedIn. If you could um, have a look at our website, www.allsorter.com, A-L-L-sorter.com. Um, you know, you can email me on dmurphy at allsorter.com. Um, so, and I'm happy to, to send out my uh, telephone number. It's actually on my LinkedIn page. Yeah. Uh, if anyone would like to contact me on that, so would be delighted to. And look, for anybody who's listening, if they'd like a free trial, uh, we'd be delighted to set that up with our sales team, um, because we're you know we're working with Microsoft, we're working with Bullhorn, we're working with all the channel partners. Um, so look, we'd love to show you the power of the solution, and I can guarantee you it's like nothing you've seen before. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I'm excited about it again, because I, I was on a kind of a hot thing uh, a couple months ago about parsing after uh, my experience uh, with, with uh, submitting <laughs> those resumes. And it was interesting because there really weren't any good part. There was, you know, I got one or two names, but but it seemed to be a pretty, pretty common problem. And it didn't, I, I wasn't aware of anybody else working on it. So that's great to hear. And I, th I think you hit a sweet spot there. So, hey, thanks uh, very much, Declan, for, for joining us today. 
Uh, appreciate the opportunity. Continue to be safe now that you're going back into the into the new world. And uh, hopefully, love to have you back and talk a little bit more about both of these projects, how they're going. Would love to come back at any time. Listen, thank you very much for, for your time and for your listeners' time. And uh, I hope it was informative. And I wish you all um, you know, the best uh, health as well. And uh, look forward to uh, speaking to you again. I appreciate it. Thanks again, Declan. Thank you, Keith. And get well soon. Yeah, buddy. Take care. All the best. Cheers. Bye-bye. Ira, it just sounds it's it's a nice uh, change of pace to hear that there's a company like All Sorter that's out there that's ready to rock and roll and take on the new environment. So it's uh yeah, you know, I, was, I hope I was, it's was, the end of the tunnel that's coming close, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to be a long tunnel. I think there's going to be light, but I, I think when people emerge, it's going to be a little, it's going to be a lot different. And, mm-hmm. But this, uh, you know, tools like both of those tools, talent, talent, yeah. talentmatics, and all sort of um, great timing, and it's good to good to hear. So we'll yes. we'll go from yes, there. Indeed. Hey, uh, next week uh, we're going to take a little shift from this. We're going to go back to talking about culture. We got Julianne Sullivan. Uh, she's got a new book, uh, Catalyst of Culture. I interviewed Julie not uh, just a couple. I don't know. It's all running together. Uh, might might have been in January, February, a couple months ago now, uh, and uh, that that'll that'll be interesting because obviously there's a lot of catalysts for a change in culture uh, these days. So that'll be good. I want to thank everybody again uh, for listening to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Uh, don't forget to go to googleizationnation.com. Uh, you'll get notices about the upcoming shows, um, links to the past shows, uh, live streams, and uh, watch in the next, uh, hopefully in the next week or so. I'll be offering uh, quite a few uh, new webinars. That are, I have new software. I just have to learn how to get all the bugs out of it. Uh, but we've been working on that. And uh, you can also still get a copy of Recruiting in the Age of Googleization 2.0 for free. So you can go to join.googleizationnation.com. If you have any questions, suggestions, something that we're not covering or something we said you agree with or don't agree with, uh, reach out to Keith or myself on on LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, That's usually the best way. Or you can go up to the geekskeezersgoogleization.com site and uh, send send us a contact form. Thanks again to Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions for being our sponsor. If you missed some old shows, uh, you wanna, uh, we've got, uh, I think we're up uh, almost, we're approaching 100, (laughs) we're getting up there. Um, So you can go to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, iHeart, SoundCloud, uh, um, you know, and dozens of other ones. Yeah, dozens of other ones. Uh, so until next week, Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, W4CY.com. This is Ira Wolf and Keith Compagna. Don't let the shift hit your plans.